With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And I welcome you to an Open Forum Wednesday. Grant Napier with you. I hope that you are having a great day. We'd love to hear from you today. Again, it is an Open Forum Wednesday, so we can go in any direction that you want. NBA last night. Uh, Tell me what happens when a team goes from one city to the next and they look like a completely different team. I mean, think about Philadelphia in games three and four. And then last night, they get absolutely annihilated. Then you look at Dallas and what they did to Phoenix in games three and four. Then 48 hours later, they're in Phoenix and it is like men against boys. Like home court shouldn't be that big of a difference, should it? Now, in Milwaukee and Boston, each team's one on the other's floor. Golden State won in Memphis in game one. But how about the top seeds in the respective conferences? Miami, the number one seed in the East. Phoenix, the number one seed in the West. And quite frankly, if they didn't have home court in this series, I don't think they would advance based on what I've seen in the first five games. I mean, Dallas... Pivotal game five, and they get that type of performance? Like, how does that happen? I mean, I can understand going on the road and losing. I get that. No problem. But how do you go on the road and lose 110 to 80? How does that happen? I mean, the third quarter, the Phoenix Suns outscore the Mavericks 33 to 14. 33 to 14. The Mavs only scored 34 points in the second half. 80 for the game. Think about that for a minute. 80 for the game. Meanwhile, you got Philadelphia. They're not even in the game after the first quarter. They're down double digits. In the first quarter, they get outscored 31 to 19. And in the fourth quarter, they get outscored 39 to 19. So even if Philadelphia and Dallas go home, game sixes, right? Even if they go home for their game sixes and win tomorrow night, why would you think that Philadelphia or Dallas would be able to go on the road and win at Miami and Phoenix respectively? I don't see it. I don't see it at all. Do not see it at all. Matter of fact, I think Miami is going to end this series tomorrow. Not so sure about Dallas and Phoenix, but man, oh man. Now tonight, Boston and Milwaukee, and I think the Bucs are going to regret that fourth quarter on Monday night. You know, they had the lead. They were in control, and they ended up losing at home to the Celtics. No Williams again for Boston tonight. He's out with uh, soreness. You know, he had knee surgery and had some swelling issues. So he is not going to play again uh, for the Celts tonight. All right, you have the floor. It is your show today. Actually, it's your show every day, but it's an open forum, which means you can go in any direction that you want. We can talk about the NBA. We can talk about the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs if you want or anything else going on in sports. Hey, it's about freaking time. How about? 
the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets, Sean Marks. All right. Hey, Kyrie, listen up. Here's your general manager. Quote, we need people here that want to be here. They're selfless. They want to be part of something bigger than themselves. And there's an objective and there's a goal at stake here. And in order to do that, we're going to need availability from everybody. Kyrie, that's for you. Okay? Kyrie, what that means is they don't want uh, any more head cases on their team, meaning you. Okay? Meaning that two years ago when you took three leaves of absence, uh uh-uh. Meaning last year when you decided not to get vaccinated and you were in and out of the lineup, no. You're either part of the team or you're not. Make a decision. Good for Sean Marks. It's about freaking time. It is about freaking time. Absolutely spot on. Spot on. Yeah, I don't understand why we don't hear more of this from league executives, team executives. Take control of your freaking team, would you please? That's why I'm critical of Adam Silver. You know, when's Adam Silver going to come out and, you know, speak about all of the interactions with fans and players? And again, I'm not saying that the fans are always perfect and they're always right, and but but there have been too many instances where players have been out of line as it relates to the fans. All right? It's just the way it is. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we will do it. There's another interesting story about the NBA that was brought up by Clay Travis, who is on uh, OutKick. And Clay brought up something that was, I didn't even realize. The NBA is going to be playing a preseason game in the United Arab Emirates, all right? They're going to be in the UAE. I believe the game is going to be in Abu Dhabi, but I could be wrong, but it's in the UAE. I believe it was Abu Dhabi. And Clay Travis brought up a very, very good point. This is the same NBA that a couple of years ago would not play their all-star game in Charlotte, okay? They would not play their all-star game in Charlotte due to the transgender bathroom bill, all right? So Clay Travis made a very, very good point on his social media post, okay? Talking about gay people in the UAE which is strictly prohibited, okay? Look it up, Google it. I just did before I came on, all right? Homosexuality in the UAE, no, all right? And he put this out there, all right? In case you aren't aware, being gay is punishable by death in the UAE. Now, in all fairness, on record, there is no, uh, I guess, evidence that that is the case. It is, by law, punishable by death, but there's no, at least to public knowledge, of that occurring. However, there are long-term jail sentences, all right? He went on and said, seems like kind of a bigger deal than kids in grades K to three in Florida not being taught about sex. Look forward to you speaking out live on air about the UAE. And that was directed towards the host on the women's tournament, Ellie Duncan, who came out and was very critical of Florida's don't say gay bill, all right? 
And I got to agree with him. All right. You're going to come out and speak on that. You're going to remain silent on the NBA playing a preseason game in the UAE where homosexuality is a crime. He's, he's spot on. He's also spot on about the NBA being hypocritical. That you're going to cancel your all-star game. Not cancel. Postpone your all-star game in Charlotte, meaning you're going to go play somewhere else because of the transgender bill in North Carolina, which I guess has been since changed. So how does that add up? Explain that to me. So you're not going to play an all-star game in a state over a, over a transgender bill, you're going to get woke and you're going to stick up and you're going to say, we're, we, we're, we're not, we're not going to go along with that. And now you're going to go play a game in the UAE where homosexuality is not only frowned upon, it is a criminal act. How about that? How about that? And you know what? Good for Trey or good for Clay, rather, that he has the, well, the platform to say that. Adultery and fornication are crimes punished with death, and a person convicted of homosexuality may also face charges of adultery if they have an opposite-sex spouse while having sexual relations with a person of the same sex. Homosexuality is illegal in the UAE and is punishable by death under the law. All right? Again, Google it. Okay? You can go on pretty much any form and look at this. Lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people in the United Arab Emirates face legal challenges not experienced by non-LGBT people. All sexual relations outside of heterosexual marriage are criminalized. Punishments include death, life in prison, floggings, fines, deportation, chemical castration, forced psychological treatments, honor killings, vigilante executions, beatings. I can go on and on. All right. Go just look at all the different websites. Just Google and pick one. All right. Go ahead. It's unbelievable. All right, I'll give you one more, just so you know. Well, I'm not even going to. I think you get my point. I think I made my point. I didn't make the point. Clay made the point. So the NBA, the hypocritical NBA, it's okay with your business in China, no problem. But you're going to not play an all-star game in one, one city, in one state, because of a transgender bill that you don't agree with because you've got to stick up and, or excuse me, stand up and show everyone how woke you are. But now you're going to go to the UAE where homosexuality is a criminal act. Makes sense, doesn't it? What a disgrace. Really. What an absolute disgrace. There's just no other way to say it. It's awful. It really is. And I'm glad that Clay Travis is speaking up for it. Ryan, you're on with Grant. How are you, Ryan? Hey, Grant. How are you doing today? I'm good, buddy. What's happening? Nothing much. Um, you know, it, it's money over morals at that point. I mean, the U, UAE, they throw money at the professional sports leagues. I'm not a wrestling fan, but, you know, the amount of money they threw at WWE, it, it, it's crazy to have events there. And well, they're having, so, the, they're having the World Cup in Doha. Yeah, it's it's nuts. And right. so that's that's the big line for me. And I don't want to get too political. But, you know, when they moved the NBA, moved the All-Star game from North Carolina, it's not going to make a difference money wise for them if it's in any of the any of the other states here in America. Right. But, you know, they're they're getting a ton of money thrown at them. And that's what really bugs me about that situation. Um, anyways, I digress. We were, you were talking about home court advantage, home field advantage. Out of the major leagues, what do you think is, or which league is home court advantage the most important? 
basketball. It's not even close. It means nothing in hockey uh, at all. The Stanley Cup playoffs, it doesn't matter whether you're at home or on the road. Uh, it's really uh, very little difference. Uh, the NFL, you're seeing that home field advantage is not nearly what it used to be. So clearly, clearly, and baseball is about who your starting pitcher is. It's clearly basketball, and it's not even close. So obviously I'm from Sacramento and I'm a homer and I think Arco was the greatest home court advantage ever in the history of basketball. But with you traveling around the league, what would be the second team that you felt had the best home court advantage? Uh, I always thought Portland uh, did, but you know, Jerry Reynolds always used to make a great point. The teams with really good home court advantage were the best teams in the league year in year out. Portland was always really, really good almost every single year. Uh, for whatever reason, I found Portland to be a very, very difficult place to win. But, you know, Jerry always made the point it coincides with having a good team. You know, you can have a great arena like Arco, but there were many times when the Kings, you know, had bad records in that building and really not even great records at home uh, because they didn't have the personnel. But I always felt Portland was one. Uh, Salt Lake City with John Stockton and Carl Malone and that whole era was another uh, and then I always felt Chicago Stadium, the old Chicago Stadium and Michael Jordan during those eras, uh, those days, you know, those were some of the buildings. Uh, clearly, you know, playing at the Great Western Forum with, you know, Magic and Worthy and Kareem and Scott and Cooper. But again, you know, look at those names that I just mentioned. You know, we're talking about Hall of Fame players. So a lot depends on the roster. But in terms of home court, just, you know, flat out home court, those are some of those. Those are some of them. Very good. What, um, you know, with your travels around the league and the different arenas and the Chris Paul incident, you know, is there one uh -huh. city or franchise that sticks out to you where the fans were a little bit over the line consistently? That's a great question. I wouldn't say consistently, no. Um, I never really experienced hostility when I was in Philadelphia, which was known for it. And the, I think the main reason is Philadelphia really was not very good for a lot of the years that I did the NBA. There was a period of time, obviously, but I don't ever recall, you know, saying, oh, my God, you know, look at what's going on here in uh, Philadelphia. Um, I'd have to really think about that. That's a great question, but I'd have to go back and just kind of have some quiet time and think about the different uh, eras of basketball, because I started doing this in the 80s, then think about the 90s, the turn of the century, and different cities, different arenas. Because, you know, arenas have changed, um, but the fans, and even the fans really have changed somewhat, I think, due to being priced out. I'd have to really think about that. That's a really good question. Off the top of my head, I can't really name one arena where I thought, oh, boy, you know, here we go. This is going to be really hard with the fans because they're going to be vile they're going to be vulgar um they're going to be out of line off the top of my head i can't really name one okay no I, that that makes sense i mean you've got so many years of doing it 33 years so um hey i'm gonna let everybody else hop on thanks okay. for doing the show appreciate uh the time and have a great rest of the day thank you ryan appreciate it thanks Nick. that's a really good thank you that's a really good question i'd have again i'd have to give that some some thought where with the fans you know I, I i again off the top of my head nothing really just sticks out at me all right let's get to uh, some more phone calls and uh, we turn it over to jeff here on an open forum wednesday hi jeff hey grant what's going on hi there so uh you know nothing surprises me with these big corporations and 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 leagues just they they all have double standards i mean look at your own case of the of the all uh the all lives board, matter right board of directors yep. you know what i mean you know yep. they, they they all and the, with the black lives matter that was the big thing with uh with with baseball and it, it's just they all pick and choose and then they go do what they want to do in the end that's exactly right. Uh, they do. And it's it's hypocritical. And I think Clay Travis used a great example of the NBA and particularly ESPN 
for their moment of silence uh, of a couple of uh, or two months ago during the uh, NCAA Women's Tournament when their announcers, you know, came out on air on ESPN and protested about the don't say gay bill in Florida. Right. But now, right. but now, but now they're completely zipped, locked up, not even, well, not even bringing up the NBA going to play in the UAE. It's so well, hypocritical. Well, you know what? I, I will be surprised if the WNBA players, I mean, you know, the situation there uh, with a percentage of the lifestyles the women there have, and that's okay with me, okay? But I'm just saying, I wonder if they're going to speak up, like the Megan Rapinos of the soccer, you know, and thing. I, I mean, is it going to take some women that are going to have to stand up against this and and throw a fit uh, to make something move? Or what do you what do you think? I can't speak to what it's going to take. All I know is it's wrong. Um, you know, it, it's it's absolutely hypocritical to take the stance that you did at the all-star game in Charlotte over the transgender bill, uh, as it relates to bathrooms. And now you're going to go play preseason games in the UAE where homosexuality is a crime. I mean, give me a freaking break. Ridiculous. Hey, last thing you haven't nailed Harden to the cross yet. 14, six and four again. Yeah. You know what? I give a lot. I, you know why? Cause I give so much credit to the Miami defense. I thought the Miami defense was spectacular last night and, I'm kind of giving Harden a pass here because I thought Miami's game plan was uh, stupendous uh, last night. So I'm not really sure that Harden could have done much against that game plan and that defense. I thought I thought Miami's defense was brilliant last night. So you you know who I mean don't don't say I'm crazy and it's too, I know what you're going to say. It's too early to tell, but I see a little uh, Harden and Tyrese Halliburton's play. You know the drive to the hoop. The, he's trying to shoot the three. He drives a lot. He can and he can facilitate and pass. I mean, he's nowhere near him now, but maybe in a few years. Uh, well, I know one thing. He's got a better work ethic uh, than James Harden, and I don't even know the work ethic of Harden. Uh, he's going to be a guy that hates losing more than James Harden. That I can guarantee you. We'll see. Time will tell. Time will well, tell. But Hart- I can tell you. I can tell you. Tyrese Halliburton hates losing more than James Harden. That I can flat out tell you. Yeah, Harden's uh, workout is at the at the local strip club. Pretty much. <laughs> That's what it appears to be. You know, and again, hey, you know what? We can make fun of him, but strip clubs are not illegal. He's not doing any illegal activity. Uh, so, you know, we get, we, and again, I understand where you're coming from and I understand the point you're going, but, you know, men's partying clubs. And, I'm talking about partying and excessive drinking. No, no, I, I, I understand. I, and I, listen, I get that, but he's, it's not illegal. You know, we, we make no, fun of him and we use that as an example. And I, I'm not coming down on you. I'm just stating he's not doing anything that's illegal in these strip clubs. He might be spending ridiculous sums of money for you and I, but he's not, he's not breaking the law. He's not doing anything illegal. That's right. what he likes to do. I mean, it may not be what you and I do, but okay. he's not doing anything illegal. We have to always keep that in mind. Right. Well, look what it did to Mickey Mantle's career, the drinking. I mean, who, who was a well, better player than Mickey Mantle for the Yankees that not taking care of your body hurts your career in the long run? That whole era. I mean, the, the drinking in baseball during that particular era on train rides and everything else was very well known. And it was very well chronicled. Uh, maybe not while the, the games were going on during that era, but it came out what it was like during that era. And I would say that would be true of a lot of other professional sports. I got to tell you, you know, I've been around hockey players a lot and they drink like you cannot believe. And (laughs) no, I mean, they do, you know, so it's, um, it's, I don't know what, you know, you know, it's interesting. Here's a story for you. Uh, It was about 1981 and I was on break. I want to say I was on spring break, maybe winter break. I can't remember, but it was, uh, I was still in college, and I was home on Long Island, and Ken Morrow, who had played at Bowling Green, who was on the 1980 Miracle on Ice, I went and got a pass to go watch the New York Islanders practice one day, and I went to interview Ken Morrow, and I'll never forget this. I walk into the locker room after practice, okay, and Mike Bossy, who unfortunately just passed away of lung cancer was one of the great players of that era and was one of the best goal scorers of that era. He would score 50-plus goals 
every year. Mike Bossy was one of the great players in the National Hockey League. And I'll never forget this. I walked into the Islanders locker room after practice, and there's Mike Bossy sitting on his chair, still in his hockey gear from the waist down. He had taken off his shoulder pads and his arm pads, and he's smoking a cigarette. And I was just <laughs> – and, 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 and Mike Bossy was – uh, one of the fastest skaters in the league. He was one of the best players in the league. And it just, I, I'll never forget that. I was so blown away that Mike Bossy, a hockey player in the National Hockey League and one of the best, was sitting there having a cigarette. And as it turned out, he just passed away from lung cancer. I'm not saying he got lung cancer because of smoking, but, you know, right. I think we know that it increases your odds of getting lung cancer. But sure. so, you know, you'd be shocked what goes on in locker rooms or maybe you right. wouldn't be, but you might be surprised. Right. Right. Well, uh, you know, that, that's the big kick nowadays. Uh, well, at least what I hear on from the pundits, the, the talking heads, sport guys I watch is that, you know, they owe LeBron spends millions and millions of dollars a year to keep his body in shape. And, yep. you know, he, and no, these other guys aren't doing it. And, but like you said, I mean, how did they get along back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, you know? Those, those, yeah. I mean, Willie, Willie Mays had, he played for 20, what, how many years did he play? Yeah, 21? no, you're right. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they, I mean, different eras, different habits, different uh, things at your disposal. I mean, personal trainers really weren't a thing back when Willie Mays played, you know, all of the extra training and everything. I mean... That's just the way it was. You know, I, when I started doing the NBA in 1988, you had one head coach, one assistant coach, and one grad assistant. Okay, so you only had three coaches. You had one equipment manager and one trainer. Now you have multiple trainers, multiple equipment people, and you have almost as many coaches you have players. So, you know, things change. Things evolve. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, hey, you right. have a good one, and I hope we have some – I guess you're not watching them too much, but uh, the games last night were pathetic. Two blowouts by 30 points. And so, I mean, they've been, you know, in that Warriors game the other night, holy hell, I didn't know what they was waiting for the last minute to turn yep. it on. They were playing, and Morant wasn't even playing. I'm, sit I'm sitting there. You know, I'm from the Bay Area originally, so I'm, I was worried. I got you. I'm Kings now, but I just, what the hell are you doing? You know? I, yep. I I don't I I couldn't figure them out, and of course of course you've made your feelings known about Budhead Draymond Green his shenanigans, you know and uh, I I don't understand why more people aren't upset at him I really don't the guy is uh, you know he's trying to you know take over the world and is trying to attack longstanding highly successful people in the business where it's, you know, whether it's Christopher Mad Dog Russo, whether it's Charles Barkley, I mean, we can go on and on. The right. guy is on an, um, the guy's on a power trip and I'm just so turned off by him. I, I don't want anything to do with him. I'm not even going to watch him play. I'm so turned off by the guy. Well, if I was Charles Barkley, they work for the same damn network. I mean, gee, I mean, what balls yeah. you got to, I mean, that would yeah, have like, that would have been like you saying what you were, you know, thought about Doug Christie in a negative manner when you guys were on the radio or whatever. And, or somebody else, you know, or Carmichael Dave, or somebody, whatever, in your station, and you would never do it. You would never do that. You're hey, you know what? It's uh, it's unbelievable. So, hey, thanks for the call, Jeff. Appreciate it very right. much. You take care. Yep. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no 
additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Grant. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I I, I recognize that Draymond Green's a ph- phenomenal basketball player. I get that. I, and I, I've said, you know, I think it was on Larry Kruger's YouTube live channel two weeks ago, I said I thought he was the MVP for the Warriors through the first round of the playoffs. I acknowledge what a tremendous player he is. I even was asked by Larry Kruger, would I take Draymond Green or Chris Webber in the playoffs? And I said, are you kidding me? It's not even close. I'd take Draymond Green in a New York second. So I acknowledge, and I've given him a lot of, I guess, uh, accolades when it comes to me talking about his game. But the guy is, he's lost it. He's on a big-time power trip. He can't control himself on the court. And now he thinks because he has all this money and he's Draymond Green that he can go and just start attacking others in the business and making asinine, stupid statements too. I'll tell you right now, if Draymond Green got into a sports debate with Chris Russo, Draymond would be embarrassed. He would, it, it, Draymond would look so bad. He, Draymond would look like he, he would run away from the set. He would get destroyed in anything to do with sports going one-on-one with Chris Russo. It would be embarrassing. It would be embarrassing. I mean, it's just absurd. It really is. It's ridiculous. And, I, and I'll tell you, I, if Draymond Green is going to be a regular on TNT, you can count me as uh, one of those that will never watch TNT again. That's it. Not, not with him on. You're going to tell me I'm going to go from watching the best show on TV, which I think is Ernie and Charles, Kenny, and Shaq, and now I'm going to, you're going to put Draymond Green on there and I'm going to still watch it? Hell no, I'm not watching it. Not a chance in the world I'm watching that. Not a chance. All right, it's your turn. Hit your hand icon, and we'll get you right on. What do you want to talk about today on Open Forum Wednesday? Uh, Big games tonight in the National Hockey League. Washington at Florida, 2-2. Dallas at Calgary, 2-2. And the Pens will try to wrap up their series with the Rangers at the Garden. They're up three games to one uh, in the best of seven. All right, let's move on. We get to uh, some more phone calls right here on Open Forum Wednesday. And we're going to say hello to uh, Antonio. Antonio, hit your mic icon. There you go. Hi, Antonio. How are you? Antonio, what do you want to talk about? Antonio. There you go. What's up, Antonio? Always enjoy listening to you, man. Always good. Hey, a couple things. The Draymond thing real quick is um, Draymond actually was made some comments. I listened to the podcast. I, I listened to everything. So I listened to the podcast. He had no idea the background of, of Mad Dog. Um, he had no clue of, the, of, the, of all the history that Mad Dog's been on the radio forever. So I, you know, I, I kind of just let it go with that. I, I'm a Draymond fan when he's playing, but anything behind. Antonio, you got a bad connection, and we lost you. But I hear what you have to say. I got you. Uh, if you want to get on next, just do so, and we will uh, get you right on stage here on this uh, Wednesday, Open Forum Wednesday. You know, again, I I recognize Draymond's a hell of a player. I get that. And the Warriors are lucky to have him, all right? Lucky to have him. But I don't want anything to do with the guy. I'm not watching him. Just not. Not watching the guy. All right, let's get to Justin. Justin, we'll get you up and you your turn. Hey, Justin. Hey, how you doing, Grant? Good, Justin. What's happening today? Hey, so Antonio says he's a Draymond fan and his mic gets cut. No, I'm just joking. 
I just wanted to talk about the Kings real quick. Obviously, they're on a treadmill to nowhere for going on two decades. Um, as we know, really the only way for the Kings to improve is either through draft or trades because signing a free agent you know, typically doesn't happen. Um, so just basically, if you were the GM, uh, what, real, uh, what realistic moves would you make this offseason? Um, obviously, the best move would be trading Vivek for cash considerations. Um, yes. It doesn't look like that's happening. So other than that, I mean, what moves do you think? Do you think we build around Fox, Sabonis, um, and Mitchell? And then, I mean, what can we do? I'm trying well, to look at the roster, trying to, you know, put some trades in my head. And I honestly don't even know where you go from here. If I could trade De'Aaron Fox, I would trade him. That's the first thing I would do. If there's a market out there for Fox, I would move him. Uh, I think you've seen the height of Fox, his inability to shoot, both at the free throw line and from downtown on a consistent basis. Uh, concerns me. I don't think you're going to be able to get to the level that you need to with De'Aaron Fox shooting the percentages that he does from three and the foul line. So the first thing I would do is I would try to find a suitable trade for De'Aaron Fox. If I could not find a suitable trade for Fox, then I would try to uh, just, I, I, I would go to church and start praying. All right. I really would. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else you're going to do. The Kings don't have a lot of pieces, a lot of assets that they can move to get better assets. You know, I mean, they used they used two assets with Halliburton and Heald to get an all-star. Okay, I like that deal. Now you have a legitimate all-star on your roster. But who else do you have on your roster? Other and, and here's the problem with Fox, Justin. He makes a ton of money, and I don't know if – teams out there are going to take on that big of a contract for a guy that is an inconsistent shooter. So that could be, that that's a real problem. I think not, not so going to be I, easy to do. I think he did obviously raise his trade value the last, what, 10, 15 games of the year. He showed once the bonus came over, he showed he can be the player that he was the previous year or to close out the previous year. See, I, see, I disagree. I, I don't, I disagree with you. I, I don't, I, I did not see that. Um, I did see his numbers go up. But I also saw somebody that, once again, missed a lot of games this year because of injuries. So now you're telling me, Justin, fair enough, you brought it up, so I'm going to bring it up. You're a general manager, all right? You're looking for a point guard. Are you going to take De'Aaron Fox and his huge salary and the fact that it appears that he is somewhat injury-plagued, that he's missed you know, a significant number of games the last couple of seasons? All right, uh, so I'm calling you. I'm going to say you need a point guard. Are you going to take De'Aaron Fox? Would you take him, Justin? Well, so that's the issue. I mean, with Indiana, because I, I guarantee Kings did want to trade Fox. He was the first go-to guy. I guarantee Indiana, they saw more potential in Halliburton. So you're correct. With his contract especially, he will be tougher to move. So since that is the, the guy that you said that you would move, I mean, what realistic opportunities are there out there to where you think a team can accept them? And if so, what kind of position are we looking at? Do you think, obviously, we need shooting guard. We need Barnes is okay, a small forward. We need a power forward or center who could probably stretch the floor. What do you go after? Hypothetically, there is a team that wants Fox. What do you go after and what kind of player do you try to get? They need some wingmen. Uh, and they need some uh, wingmen that can flat out shoot. Uh, that would be high up on my list high on my list. So, you know, and it only takes one general manager. It only takes one general manager that wants to earn Fox and is going to work out a deal. I believe Fox is available. I believe that you could acquire De'Aaron Fox. Uh, so it just takes one GM to get creative and make it happen. And, and we did see that too with uh, James Harden. All it takes is one GM. So I yeah. appreciate your time. I appreciate the, uh, the, the insight. So um, I'll keep, but I like your first, I like your first, I like your first suggestion the best though. Cool. Thank you. Uh, take back, back for cash considerations. That would be great. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. All right. Thanks. He started off the call spot on 100% spot on. All right. Let's get to, uh, some more phone calls right here on this open forum Wednesday. And we say hello to Jerry. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How are you, sir? Good, Jerry. What's up? Hey, uh, so if the Kings, uh, you know, what, what about trading Fox and a couple of draft picks? Uh, you think that would interest, interest any uh, GMs out there? Again, 
I don't know what would interest a GM or not. I mean, you know, you are a team that only won 30 games last year. You do have to roll the dice. You know, if you could trade Fox in a draft pick and get a guy that's already an all-star, I would do that for sure. Absolutely, I would do that. But, you know, that's a lot easier said than done. So Fox and a couple draft picks, let's say you call Portland. That's for Damian Lillard. Well, I'll pick him up at the airport. <laughs> Thank you, Grant. Love the show. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. All right. I mean, again, the question is, what is the marketability of De'Aaron Fox? How much do teams want him? Or do teams want him? Again, it only takes one general manager that says we could be better with Fox. I question his free throw shooting, his three-point shooting. His defense was horrible this year. And he's been getting hurt too much for my liking. So those are some of the issues that I would be you know, again, concerned with if we're talking about De'Aaron Fox. All right, what do you want to talk about today? All right, hit me up, hit your hand icon, and we will put you right on. Glad to have you with us here on this Open Forum Wednesday. Had some really good calls so far in the program and would like to keep it going. But certainly, when you look at the Kings, they need to make another bold move. They just do. They have to make another bold move if they can. That's the only way. We're going to find out next week, by the way. Next week is the NBA lottery uh, coming up on uh, next, I think it's Tuesday, if I'm not mistaken. But it's the 17th. Okay. So we will, we will know where the Kings are going to be selecting. That's going to be coming up on the 17th, all right? And then if the Kings don't get lucky and they're 7th or 8th, then what do you do? You have to hope that Monty McNair makes another really good draft pick, which was Halliburton, then Mitchell. And then what about free agency? Realistically, realistically, Who's going to come to Sacramento? Realistically, who are you going to get? All right. So what do you think? Hit me up or anything else you want to talk about. Hit that hand icon and I'll put you right up on stage with me. Tomorrow, 3 o'clock. Friday, 3 o'clock. And we'll get you ready uh, for the weekend. NBA tonight. Golden State will try to close out Memphis. No Morant. And the Celtics and the Bucks with a pivotal game five. I think Boston wins tonight. I think the Bucks, after losing the way they did that last game, game four at home, is going to come back and bite them. You know, without Chris Middleton, that is an issue without Middleton. So we'll see. But I think Boston will win tonight. I think Golden State will close out Memphis. But I'm not so – Memphis has played very well without Morant. You saw what happened. They almost won on the road in game four. I, but I I think Golden State will find out a way uh, to close out this series tonight. Again, the experience of the Warriors, and I said this when I was on with Larry Kruger, the experience of the Warriors to me was a big factor in this series. Their championship pedigree, and I think it's proven to be just that. You know, you had the Draymond Green ejection in game one. Everyone else was able to rally around. They won the game. Then you had the Dylan Brooks horrible, dirty foul on Peyton. You had a game four after a blowout in game three. That Memphis had it right there for the taking and could not finish it. And the Golden State Warriors are now one win away from advancing to the Western Conference Finals. All right, we got a couple of phone calls that we want to get to, 
And we're going to start with uh, Isaac and move right on down the list. Isaac, you're on with Grant Napier. How are you? Hey, Grant. I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm well, thank you. Good. Um, no, I just wanted to chime in if you have time for um, – I want to talk about the Kings head coach, so who they hired, uh, Mike Brown? Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's a good hire. I mean, it is what it is with who they hired. Um, but and my thing is, is just with the Kings hiring process, it should be in reverse. The candidates should be the one interviewing the Kings saying, hey, what are you guys going to do for me? Are you going to allow – you know, talking to, you know, Vivek specifically, are you going to allow your GM to do his GM things, you know? Are you going to acquire talent for me? Because, you know, obviously with the track history of the Kings, with the head coaching firings, you know, it's not a good look on their end. So, I mean, you know, it's mostly it's not a Kings. It's not a coaching thing. It's more of a talent based thing. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, to me, it should be in reverse of yep. the candidates to asking to interviewing, you know, them like, why should you guys hire me? You know, after what's been going on with the franchise. So that's just my yep. take on it, regardless yeah, of who the coach is. In a perfect world, that would be the right way to do it, Isaac. You're 100% correct, man. <laughs> hey, I appreciate it. Thanks very much for chiming in. Absolutely. No problem. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Take care. Bye bye. All right, let's get to Al. We'll put Al up on stage, and he'll join me here on Listen Up. Good afternoon, Al. How are you today? Hey, Nate, it's, it's hump day, man. I'm doing good, man. I got, uh, I'm got i kind of late on the table here. I'm in and out on the, the show today, but I got to, to listen to uh, uh, you and, and Sean on a no filter. You guys are gold, man. I mean, just, you. Like Larry, just like you and Larry, you guys are gold. And, you know, I heard you guys talking. I got to apologize. When I spoke to you yesterday, I'm not always up to date on the news and events. I didn't realize that Brady had had signed that contract with yeah. Fox Sports for the 350. And you guys are talking. Sean's doing the math. They give you all his entire career earnings for the 20 something <laughs> years he played. You I know. Abide by this. It's like, <laughs> but you know, I got a question for you. And and you know, you were one of my. And I listened to a lot of announcers. And I grew up in the Bay Area. And you're one. Of, you're in the top here for me with Bill King and Lon Simmons and some of the greats. Thank you. It, it, Brady comes off to me as I think the, the, the word that comes to me is bland. You know, he's so, uh-huh. you know, it, it's just, it, and I, you spoke to this with Sean and the bland or lack of, is that something you can, you can fix? Or for me, it seems like these guys who really excel as, as athletes going into the, into the business, are just seems like naturals. They just have a natural personality and ability that comes out and allows them to do a great job. Like, like the, you know, the lineman for the gym, and I can't think of Sean O'Hara, I think it was. Yeah, Sean O'Hara. Yeah. You know, I think he does a great job yep. in studio work. And, yep. and, you know, so let me ask you, because I'm with you. I, I'm really doubtful. I don't know if Brady. Uh, I'll tell you, I'll I'll answer your question because I know the answer to this question because I've studied it and I've talked about it. And I'm going to share a story with you that I had back in 1994. I'm going to share this story. I was doing a radio show before I went to uh, KHDK in Sacramento. I was on an old station in old Sacramento for one year. It was called KSAC. All right. It was a small radio station in Sacramento and didn't have a lot of longevity. But I was I was interviewing Peter King. And this was before Peter King was on TV. Peter King was the lead writer along with uh, uh, Paul Zimmerman for Sports Illustrated. So anyway, I interviewed Peter 
and I thank him from coming on. And he goes, hey, Grant, before I go, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah. And he said, listen, he goes, I've been approached uh, about doing some TV, and I just wanted to know if you have any advice for me. And I said, yeah, as a matter of fact, I do, Peter. I said, first of all, I think that's great, but you need to be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else. You need to be Peter King. Don't let them try to change you. And right. he said, hey, Grant, and I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right, so I want to get back to what you just said. Tom Brady is Tom Brady. He can't be right. somebody else, okay? And I agree with you, even though I enjoy listening to his interviews because he's very forthright, he's very bland. And I, I believe he lacks the energy necessary to make the transition into the booth to be a great analyst. He could be good, but I don't see him going to the next level based on his personality, which is somewhat bland and somewhat lacks energy. So I think you bring up a great point. Okay. I, I was I was just thinking about that because, you know, and certainly he comes with the X's and O's. And, you know, yes. for, but, but, you know, when it comes to the, 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 the energy, like you've got great energy. And, and, and now my thought is, and for one of your strengths, and while you're in my top tier as an announcer all time, is you work with your 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 partners and develop chemistry. You're so good at that, whether it's George Atkinson or Jack Youngblood, Jerry Reynolds, who's a fountain of information. But so I guess the the emphasis, if Brady's going to succeed, the emphasis will be on on his partner. Yeah, that will be no problem. That will not be an issue. Kevin Burkhardt is a top-shelf professional. Kevin Burkhardt will be great for Tom Brady. Kevin Burkhardt will set up Tom Brady. That is that is not even going to be an issue. That will not be an issue for Tom Brady or Kevin. Kevin will be great with Tom. Uh, that's not not an issue in any way, shape, or form. Well, he's going to have, I hate to say it, you know, he's going to have his hands full, uh, I think. You know, that's my opinion. And I got nothing against Brady. The guy's the greatest, you know, ever played a game. And certainly would know his X's and O's, but at the same time, God, you know, just people just seem to have, have a natural, like Kurt Warner, you know, who does pretty good. And I'm not one to watch uh, shows after other than games, but I came across uh, this guy doing an interview and he's on a network, Ryan Leaf, the the quarterback. Yep. 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 And you know what? That's a good, good story for me because he was yep. interviewing Kurt Warner. And he said before he asked Kurt the question, and he's on a network, and I can't t tell you which it is or some kind of NFL somewhere. I, don't he, I like it, his job. I love the fact that he landed on his feet. He's yep. working hard. I like, and he did an interview with Kurt, and I like his, uh, like Sean O'Hara or Mark Schlereth. I like his, uh, his ability. He thanked Kurt for helping him and mentoring him in the in the uh, announcing business and giving him advice like you did with Peter, just be yourself. You just can't, you know, reinvent yourself on a person personality level. You could just try to make, you know, be focused on it. And that was, a, uh, and, and that's just my t take on that. But love to Sean, Sean Thank Salisbury uh, feedback, man. It's just good stuff. And, I'm I'm looking forward to when the fall when you get on something in a major way, I'll be right there with you, man. So you thank take you very care. much. Have a great thank rest of the day. Thanks, Al. Good stuff, buddy. Yeah, you have to be yourself in this business. Yeah, your personality is your personality. You can always increase your energy. I mean, I think that's something that you know Tom will have to do and will be able to do. But you know, it's it is going to be interesting to see how that all uh, works out. Uh, tell you this, they're paying him. They're, they're paying him. Hey, John, uh, you know what? I Sorry about that, John. I'll put you right back on. If I can, John, hit the uh, hand icon again. I hit the wrong button here, and I'll put you right back on. All right? There we go. I mean, what would be a show if I can't speak to uh, good old John? All right, John, sorry about that, buddy. Go ahead. It's your turn. What can I do for you? Oh, uh, so I guess you made Peter King. You are the man. <laughs> I wish I made Peter King. No, I just <laughs> I just said, hey, Peter, be yourself. Don't let them try to change you. You need to be yourself. Don't let them try to make you into anybody else. Hey, you know what? That's funny. I remember KSAC. I think it was 1240. Yes, it was. I remember way back then, 20, 25 years yep, ago. Yep, 1240. And I, I recall that. I believe that I recall that interview. And I remember at the end of the end of the interview, he asked you some questions. And, you know, after you got done him, yes. 
asking him questions. That was a yep. It's total recall, Grant. It's great. How about that, man? I'm impressed, John. I'm impressed. Well, hey, I, I call it like I see it. And as for Al, I believe that was your previous caller, Al. Yep. And you absolutely nailed it. I think like we talked a day or so ago, Kevin Burkhart is damn good at his job. Yes, he is. And he's going he's gonna to keep Brady. And we'll check it out. Tom Brady, he's a pretty quick study, guys. He's going to do pretty good, in my opinion. You know, like I and said, he's going to try to be the best. Tom Brady, well. Tom Brady's work ethic. Yep. He's going to try to be the best, yep. and he's going to try to be the guy, and that's that's what drives him. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. He's going to do everything yep. in his power to be great. I agree, and you know that's what, like, like I said, you know, I'm rooting for him in this endeavor of his. I guess he can do it for however long he wants. If it's to ten years, if he wants to quit after two games. He'll be able to do that because he's Tom, you know, Amen. he can do whatever he wants, but I, I think he's going to be good. And I hope he's going to be good. Cause you know, just like Al said, and you said his X's and O's, they're probably second to none. Yep. You know, him and him and Belichick, maybe uh, Tony Romo does great with that. And he came off with the fire and stuff like that. Yep. I just, I hope I see that from him. I think it'll be great. Him and Kevin, I think are going to do a really good job. Hey, listen, John, yeah. I think it is too, man. Great hearing from you. Uh, you stay safe, all right? We'll talk to you soon. All right, Grant. Talk to you all soon, right. buddy. Good call, John. Appreciate it. He's spot on there. Spot on. All right, so uh, tomorrow, again, 3 o'clock Pacific, Friday, 3 o'clock Pacific, and I'll look forward to it, all right? NBA tonight, as we said, two games with the Celtics and the Bucks, and don't forget, you got the Warriors trying to close out the Memphis Grizzlies. All right, we'll close out the show with Jerry. Jerry, what's up? Hey, Grant, one more thing, Grant. Uh, when you first started doing the Kings games in 88, because uh, uh, I, I believe before you, it was Tom. Tom Curran, Tom Curran. yep. Uh, did, you, did you ever, like, when you first started doing them, did you ever record those games and go home and listen to yourself talk? Everyone. Were you just used to Oh, everyone wow. Wow. i'll tell you you know what and would you go ahead yeah uh grant would you like uh when you were doing the live broadcast would you ever uh, thought that oh man this was not good this was not a very good broadcast were you ever hard on yourself like always that? hard absolutely yes always i'll tell you a real quick story my first game ever was in portland in 1988 opening night uh terry porter clyde drexler jerome kersey buck williams kevin duckworth and the coach was mike Schuler. And about three hours, four hours before the game, my phone in the hotel ring, this was before cell phones, and I answer the phone, and who do you think it is? It's Tom Curran. And Tom Curran goes, hey, Grant, it's Tom Curran. You know, as hard as it is for me not to be doing the games, I just want to wish you the best of luck, and you're going to do great. And I'm just calling to let you know that I'm happy for you, and I just thought, wow, I hung up the phone with Tom and I just thought, wow, what a class act that is. How hard it must have been for him to do the games for three years. Then Channel 13 right. loses the rights to do the games to Channel 31 and I'm doing them. And he's got enough class and professionalism to pick up the phone and wish me good luck. Calling my, call my room at the hotel in Portland. I'll never forget that. That's a great story, Grant. And you, you know what? Hey, right place at the right time, yep. my friend. Yep, that's right. All right, Jerry, take it easy, buddy. We'll see you. Good stuff. All right, don't forget, tomorrow, 3 o'clock, look forward to it. You make it a good rest of the day. Really appreciated the phone calls today. We had some great phone calls today. We'll try to duplicate this and uh, go further tomorrow. All right, take care. Grant Napier saying so long, everybody. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.